0: Thank you for listening to the Life Church podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. I want to go one step further in what we dealt with last week, and uh, Lindsay, she just kind of set the stage for me, um, and we'll, we'll go back just a little bit. But this stuff is so important to me, and it's so revelational to me, and I feel like it can. Uh, so take you as an individual in this church corporately to the next level. Uh, on Wednesday night, we're in a, a teaching that's been a quite a lengthy teaching uh, on simply the statement the just shall live by faith. Now, what that literally means is your level of life is going to be in direct proportion to what you believe. I mean, just to simplify a spiritual concept, your level of life is going to be a direct reflection of simply what you believe. So my goal with this teaching is to stretch your belief system. Because if you believe bigger, you live bigger. Right? You believe on the next level. So a lot of things we're not accessing and we're not getting a hold to simply because our faith hasn't been stretched to move to that area or to that level. And so that's my goal with this teaching that we're going to do this morning. Amen. Is Dustin in this house? Where's Dustin at? Somebody get Dustin here. I keep hearing the Holy Spirit talk to Dustin. Somebody go find Dustin. Bring him in here. Open with me to the book of Colossians chapter number 1 verse number 26. Now I'm going to read from a few different places here, but it's really important that we we get this concept in you. Colossians chapter number 1 verse number 26. Amen. And if you don't want to turn there, uh, she will have it on the screen for you to read. It says, even the mystery. Somebody shout mystery. 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 A mystery is not something that is unknowable. I, I, I don't like It's so hard not to mix mystery with mysterious. You know, people always say and quote it for scripture, God works in mysterious ways. Uh, He works in mysterious ways. Uh, The difference between mystery and mysterious is mysterious is unknowable. Mystery is something that cannot be known without revelation. So mystery is that which is beyond human comprehension until it's explained to you. Until it's revealed to you. It's beyond what you can think or even imagine. So he said, the mystery that has been hid from the ages and from generations, but now is made what? That mystery that, that you didn't have no ability to know. He said, now in this New Testament era, he said, now that's being revealed to you. You can know. You can know. Tell your neighbor. Shake him right now. And tell him you can know. You can know. I want to do away with this mysterious God that you don't know, you don't know his will, that you you, you can't understand what he's thinking, you can't understand what he's doing. That is a, uh, that's a false doctrine that has infiltrated our churches. He is not a God that don't want you to know his will. How can you live his will if you don't know it? He wants you to know what he's thinking. Why don't you just be seated and I'll just preach through my scriptures. He wants you to know what he's thinking. He actually even wants you to know what he's about to do. And we just kind of walk around blind thinking that it's acceptable for us to not to know because who can know God? I understand. The Bible says there is no by searching finding him out. We'll never reach the end of the knowledge of God. That's for sure. But this is a powerful scripture. He said that mystery that was hid from generation, from ages, now is made manifest to you believers. Wow. Verse 27 says, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery. What good are all those riches if they're mysterious? What, what good is the riches of all the glory that God wants to pour into my life and that he has made available from me and killed his own son to make it available? A price that big and for me to walk around saying, who knows? We just kind of stumbling around in the dark and hoping we find, you know, as Bill Spanger would probably say, every blind hog finds an acre every now and then. That ain't the way your Christianity supposed to be. Oh, my God. Are you going to go with me? To whom would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. That literally means the hope of accessing all the glory, or the expectation of accessing assessing all the glory. I cannot, uh, oh, my God. Y'all got to go with me this morning. How can I have any expectation of a glory I don't know anything about? He said, I want to so reveal it to you that you walk in, oh my God, that's mine. That's mine. You gave that to me. That's for me. Oh, is anybody in here? That's for me. Now I'm walking in expectation of glory that's coming to my life. My God, there is some things you have got to know. Uh, to tie these two sermons together Nisha give me 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 amen and she's so awesome I didn't even give her no forewarning so she's shooting from the hip but it is as written I has not seen nor has ear heard neither has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him Uh, Y'all just got to help me this morning because I'm a wreck, amen. Uh, Would you help me? Tell your neighbor, he's got some stuff prepared for you. Once again, what good is that prepared stuff if I don't know it? So it's got to be revealed to me what he has prepared for me or I can't even position myself to receive what's prepared. Uh, Josh called Dustin on your phone. Okay, I can't get away from that. <laughs> Holy Spirit won't speak to that boy. I was going to tell him on the phone in front of you. Ten, but God has revealed them unto us. How? He said he got some stuff for you, but you your mind can't receive it. Your 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 senses are going to talk you out of it. So, oh my God. So he's got to bypass your intelligence slash ignorance. And they go in the same. They are synonymous. That's for somebody. Amen. And he's got to bypass that and reveal it to you by the Spirit. God, what some scriptures. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, thee. Deep things, things that go beyond your human reasoning. For what man knows the things of a man save the spirit of man in him? Nobody knows you like your own spirit knows you. I mean, you you may think you know me, but you don't know me like my spirit knows me. He said, even so, the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. Now, we have received it. That spirit, the only one that knows God, you've received. Amen. Golly. Isn't that awesome? You don't have the ability. You can't know God in your flesh. You can't know him in the flesh because he is spirit. And if you're going to worship him, you must worship him in and in truth because he, the, you can't know him in the flesh. There's no faith in the flesh. There's no faith in the flesh. I don't care how much you tell me in my intellect about God and you might stir up some emotional fanaticism but if I reason, if I got it in my mind, the devil can come with another argument and tear that down out of my mind. But when it goes into my spirit, he can't reach. Oh my God. He can't reach him there. That's So in the spirit realm is the only realm where true faith is manifested. We got a lot of head faith. But if someone talked you into believing, somebody can talk you out of believing. But when the Holy Spirit reveals it to your spirit, you'll look the devil in the eye and say, the devil is a liar. Mm, 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 mm. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Here it is. That's all read it in concert out loud. Ready, go. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. God, I want to know. One more place, John 16:13 through 15. She'll just throw that up on the screen. However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak of Himself. But whatever He hears. That's what he's going to speak. And let's read it in concert. And he will show you. I'm going to show you some stuff that ain't even happened yet. I'm going to give you a heads up. God. Holy Spirit said, you're, you're gifted. God said, you're just gifted for him to give you a heads up about what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine the advantage we have over our enemy? When I got a spirit in me Said, watch it. Watch it now. Watch him. 14 says, Jesus said, he's going to glorify me, for he will receive what's mine and show it unto you. I like this statement. Jesus said, now look, all things that God owns, I own. Next verse, 15. All things, oh, you got it. All things that the Father hath are mine. That's why I said, he shall take of mine and show it unto you. Okay, last week, we dealt with the scripture of the day of Pentecost when the Spirit was poured out on the church. Amen. And they were all, um, the the whole community, the entire city was in an uproar and amazed because here come these people out speaking in their languages and uh, and all this was going on. And Peter took the stage and began to preach and said, uh, this is that that the prophet Joel prophesied about. He told us. He said in Acts chapter number two, it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Nisha, that's Acts 217, if you want to put it up there. He said, It shall come to pass in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall see dreams. He said the characteristics of a spirit-filled believer is seeing and hearing into the invisible realm of the spirit. Wow. Somebody say that. Thank you. One of the characteristics, one, one speaking in tongues, and that's all we talk about. But but Peter didn't even mention speaking in tongues. He said that in the last days, I'm gonna pour my spirit out Upon all flesh. And this is what's going to happen. Your sons and daughters are going to begin to prophesy. To prophesy means to, number one, foretell the future. To warn you of things in advance. To give you a heads up. Number two, it means uh, to declare what they hear God saying. So he said, this is going to be the earmarks of a born again New Testament believer. They're going to hear things in the spirit and they're going to see things in the spirit. Are you all to receive this this morning? They're going to receive things that are right outside human comprehension. They're, they're going to begin to hear. They're going to see visions. They're going to dream dreams. They're going to be a prophesy. They're going to pro- a prophesy. They're going to operate outside the realm of what can be seen or heard or felt or tasted or smelled in the human realm. It's the realm that can only be reached by divine aid. Amen. He said, you're you're gonna be gifted with a gift, amen. So he said, you as a New Testament believer have access to hear what God's saying and see what God's doing. Can y'all receive that? Amen. You mean I don't have to pray if it's your will? To pray if it's your will is almost a disclaimer from the written will rather than knowing the will and declaring what the will of God. Because faith cannot be built on an if. Faith has to be built on a persuasion. Oh my God, are y'all listening to me this morning? Amen. So he said, "You're, you're ever, as a born again believer, you've been gifted to see into a realm beyond your comprehension. But if you don't believe this stuff, you'll never even look for it. If you don't believe it, you'll never Listen. If, if the full extent of you hearing from God is right here on Sunday morning and opening your Bible, that's that's a good start, Amen. That's a great start. But if that's as far as you believe that God can speak to you, then that's far as you'll ever go. But I need you to know, Jesus said to his disciples, He said unto you in Mark four eleven. He was speaking to the believers, the disciples, and said, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. You have been gifted to know some stuff that your mind cannot comprehend. You've been gifted to know some stuff. You have no ability within yourself to know it. You've been gifted to know some stuff that nobody told you about, that nobody had to teach you. Nobody had to quote the scripture to you. He said, it's been given to you. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's the Holy Spirit. You've been, it's been given into you to know what? The things of God, the mystery, the things that your, your human mind cannot. Jesus said, you've been gifted to know things, hear things by the Spirit that, that, uh, uh, that them that are without can't. Look, let me read this scripture before we move on. And he said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, they don't have this gift. It's exclusively for the born again believer. Are you following me? He said they don't have this gift. Amen. They they don't have this ability to see what you could be seeing. They don't have the ability to hear what you could be hearing. Amen. You as a believer operate on a whole new level, a greater realm than those that are without, that, that unbeliever. Amen. We shouldn't be acting like the unbeliever. We should be hearing things they're not hearing. We shouldn't be responding like the unbeliever because we're seeing things in the spirit they may be seeing. We can both see the same thing, but while they're freaking out, we ought to be able to see that no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Amen? So the goal for this teaching today is to get you to start diving just a little bit deeper. Waiting out just a little bit farther. Are you ready to go? Expecting a little more. This is what I heard heard the Holy Spirit saying in my prayer time. There are some things that God wants you to know. My God, if you take a note, you're taking notes, you ought just write that down. They are some things God wants you to know. They are some things God wants you to hear. They are some things that God wants you to see. Why? Because catch this. This is why it's so important. They are some resources. Paul called it some riches of glory. That you will, hear me now, that you will or never tap in to if you don't know it's available to you. I'm gonna say that again. They are some things made available to you. Riches of glory, splendor, victory, dominion, peace, joy. He says there's riches of it made available to you that you'll never tap into if you don't know it. Mm-mm. Being, what word can I use here? Being in lack. Being depleted of peace, being depleted of of joy, being depleted of strength, being depleted of victory and dominion in this kingdom, in this family you've been uh, born into would be like being locked in a grocery store and starving to death. Uh, I'm a simple-minded man. Is that okay? Okay. I said, being a, a, a son of God, being a child of God, being, being in this family and sitting on a pew and drying up, starving to death, amen. Going into malnutrition would make just as much sense as to leave the grocery stores. Oh my God, they've locked me in here. What am I gonna eat? Oh, my God, I just just can't help myself this morning. It would be a senseless death. It would be equivalent to suicide. Oh, my God, somebody help me right now. It would be equivalent to a self-inflicted death. Amen. God help me this morning, Holy Ghost. Amen. Well, it's the same principle in the kingdom of God. Paul said they are riches of glory available to the believer. The shelves of God are full. The shelves are stacked. They're stocked and stacked and filled. David said, I entered into the storehouses of God. Amen. It's all right there. And I don't know what you need this morning. But one thing I do know is it's here and God has it and it's available to you. And not only, is, not only is it available to you because you need it today, God prepared it a thousand years ago. Two thousand years ago, he prepared it. Amen. But if you don't know it, you'll never access it. Oh, now, don't get me wrong. When I say no, that's so misleading because you know more than you believe. You know more than you really expect. It's Wednesday night's teaching now. You know more than you're really persuaded of because if you know it's yours, you will not take no for an answer. If you know it's yours, then you can't have it, you can't have it, and you can't have it because there's some for you, you get yours. I'm gonna get mine. The the difference is, I started to say the problem, but it's not a problem. The parallel is the same. You have the remedy you carried in your hand, your Bible. There is a remedy for what's ailing you. Amen. So there's no greater insult of dying with disease than to die with a disease when the remedy's in your hand. But if you don't access the remedy, or if you don't know it, or if you don't understand it, then we are dying spiritually with all the riches of God made available to us. Living in spiritual poverty when so much is made available to us. My God, can we go, can we go? The difference is they are concealed in the invisible realm. So you can't tap into them with your mind. You can't tap into them with your intelligence. You can't tap into them. See, that's what's frustrating is when you try to get spiritual stuff with your natural understanding. It always leads to frustration, and I don't understand why I seem to be eating, but I'm malnutrition. There's a difference from this word going into your ears this morning and this word going into your spirit. Oh, can y'all even relate to this spiritual sermon this morning? There's a total. So the difference between all this stuff God has, they're concealed, if you will. They're concealed in the invisible realm of the spirit. So you can't access them in the flesh. You can't draw from them in the flesh. Uh, Your Bible says it's the glory of God to conceal a thing, and it's the honor of kings to search out a matter. Concealed means it's hidden from those that are without, but it's hidden for those who are within but, but this is precious nuggets I'm talking about and nobody ever found gold laying on top of the ground. You don't find diamonds laying around or they wouldn't be worth as much as they are. Are you following me? They are concealed. They're not concealed from you, but for you. But the only way you're gonna get them is start digging. Are you following me? Amen. You're gonna have to get off your lazy, self-righteous, prideful, me some other ugly words to throw out. I'm not good at this negative stuff all that aside and start saying there's a diamond for me there's a healing for me there's a word of encouragement for me but it's concealed and so I got to move past my flesh because right now I want to be mad at you and you and somebody and they got to oh somebody ought to help me right now Uh, right now I'm still walking in me and they treated me wrong they said something wrong amen and here's the deal they don't even know you're mad at them and you're dying oh somebody ought to help not, you ought to just push all that aside And say man I ain't got time to be mad at you I got to dig Oh, double shot. I got to dig They some stuff for me you Ain't just laying around On top of the ground Everybody have it Oh my God I, I'm, 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 I'm I'm trying to cipher between What's the Holy Spirit and Dean right here Amen so I have never see, yet seen someone backslide out of the church that didn't have 15 reasons sitting on pews while they did it. Amen. But I come to tell you that it's equivalent to spiritual suicide and only you can do that. When it's available to me, but I don't access it. You know what a king will do? He'll dig. Oh my God. A king will dig. Someone who's some, someone, amen. Are are y'all getting this this morning? I'm going to try not to preach over two hours, all right? Amen. I'm going to preach it till you see it. Amen. The fact that you're digging tells me you're a king. You're a king. You ain't no so pumper and beggar. Amen. God, you hear this testimony. You may be going through it right now, but you're digging. Amen. You want to know you want to know you know what we want we want somebody walk around handing us diamonds here here all right, let, me, let me help you get out of that there's you a diamond there's you a ruby you need one amen we want somebody to give it to us amen he said it's the, uh, the glory of God to conceal that thing and hide it amen so so not just anybody can find it but he didn't hid it from you he hid it for you so all he's waiting on for you to do is dig until you get it and when you get it it'll be so valuable to you Oh, somebody ought to help me, amen. My God, I, I, I started off buying my son's trucks and cars for him, amen, and the rubber to go on back of them. huh? And he didn't mind one bit smoking up a stop sign. Burn all the rubber off of it. He didn't have no problem with that. Because daddy would take his truck down there and go, here's my card. go put you some tires on. But something supernatural happened when he started buying tires. All of a sudden, oh, somebody ought to help me right there. All of a sudden, what had no value become very valuable to him. Amen. All of a sudden, he had a new revelation of how valuable rubber is. And my God, we just need you running through church. Give me, give me, give me, give me a diamond. Give me a nugget. I just come to get a nugget. Let me tell you, the greatest nugget you'll ever get is one that you was on your knees in. You was on your knees in prayer, and God downloaded something. Oh! You are gifted to see some stuff. Thank God for pastors and preachers and that can give you truth, but at best it's regurgitated. Huh? It's like like the old school. You used to feed them babies. You know, you chew it up first. And... Huh? Huh? At best, thank God for revelation coming out of this pulpit. But there's a revelation that'll change you forever, and that's the one that your eyes was open, your ears was open. You heard God say it, Amen. I, I want to go so far as say I'm sowing some seed that the devil will steal this morning. But when God deposits a seed in you, you'll say, the, "You'll storm hell with a water pistol." I ain't scared of the devil. My God, are y'all listening to me? Oh, I hope this helps you as much as it helped me. He said, he said It's been given unto you to know the, the mysteries, the riches of the glory that's been provided for you, but it cannot be tapped into by the world. They can't see it, they can't hear it. That's another reason why you shouldn't be judging them. All oh, that needs to be taught. You're judging a blind, deaf person for not seeing and hearing. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. He's standing there with his cup out, with his white cane, and you're standing on. Oh, God, that's good. It's the same. You're standing by. Look at that guy. Why don't he open his eyes? Oh, really? We're judging the world for acting like the world when they're blind, they're deaf, they, oh my God, they're crippled. Are y'all getting this this morning? You're the one who's been gifted to see, and you ought to be seeing him through the eyes of God. Oh, you ought to be seeing what God wants to do in his crippled life, and you ought to be giving, oh my God. You ought to be telling him what God is saying. My God, I, uh, we, we were in a situation the other day, and, and I was telling Lynn about this, and uh, you know, we just went in the bank, and something I never do is go in the bank, uh, and I'm uh, in Monroe, our bank in Monroe, and I never go in, and my wife certainly never goes in when I do go in, uh, but we had to go in for other reasons, so we went into the bank. I can count on one hand how many times I've been inside that bank to that teller. All the tellers was full, but there was one known on the very end. Hey, you know how they do. I'll help you. So we leaned up in the window, and my wife was with me there. She's 35, 40 years old, somewhere along there. And, And I'm telling you, I started hearing some stuff. I started hearing some stuff, and I was trying to build up the courage, just trying to be real. And trying to get the directions because I kept hearing God say something about this lady. Amen. And she was doing that, and her and my wife was going through that. Amen. And I mean, I'm telling you, he was talking and he was trying to show me. Amen. But before I could say a word, she said, she's seen my name, I guess, and said, Me and my friend was talking about you yesterday. I guess God thought I was finna chicken out. <laughs> That's all I can figure. And it's an awesome story, but the point is that it's been given to you to know some things and see some things and to hear some things that if we walked in that, how much more would we know? How much more would we see? I had no way of knowing what was going on in this young lady's life, amen. But come to find out, she said, me and my friend was talking about you yesterday. Oh, really? How can that happen? Y'all talk about us yesterday, and here we are looking you in the eyeballs. Uh, Is is God positioning us sometimes and because we can't hear, we can't see, that we're not knowing that he wants to blow somebody's mind? Wow. Tell your neighbor, you're gifted to know. You got a gift. To know, to understand, but if you don't believe it, you never even expect it to happen, and come to find out, it was a dire situation of a lady with cancer, with a death sentence on her head, that needed to know God loves her. She needed to know that He was thinking about her. I mean, can you imagine being talking about somebody the day before, and I guess they was talking, and she was talking to Lynn right over here about this place. He said, "You're gifted to know some things and see some things." I mean, I. I I gotta move on. I'm not gonna make that statement. He said, but they're concealed in the invisible realm. You're, you're here. We hear too many voices in the natural that it clouds out what God may be saying in our spirit. God, this is the New Testament church. Amen. He said, this is why I poured my spirit out on you. Amen. So you can walk around and be aware of what I'm doing in every given situation. Now I understand the ministry of Jesus. He said, I'm just saying what I heard the Father say, and I'm just doing what I've seen God do. That's all I'm doing. You hear me? That's faith. Saying what I hear God saying. Can I share something with you? The Bible says Jesus' disciples was going across the lake, Was river, sea, whatever. They're saying it. And it come up a storm. And I don't know how this happened, but it had done storm so long, and they had fought it so long that your Bible says the boat was now full, excuse me, full of water, and Jesus sleep. Now where was he asleep if your boat's full of water? but he's asleep. So I don't know how long this took for them to fight this storm. Finally, Peter went to Jesus, woke him up, said, man, you got to get up. Don't you care? We're about to die. Jesus got up. Now, before I go any further, what do you call talking to Jesus? Thank you. So would that constitute prayer? You better wake up. Wait on me. You better wake up and then give a negative confession, we're going to die? Sounds like some of your prayer. That just slipped out. You ever had some? So that would constitute prayer, right? They were going to die, so they figured they better wake Jesus up so he could be a part of this death. Jesus gets up, walks to the bow of the ship, and says, peace be still, and Then he turns around and makes a peculiar statement. Oh, ye of little faith. No, he said, what are you so afraid about? Oh, ye of little faith. Well, I said all that to say this. Peter went to Christ in prayer and Jesus rebuked him for his unbelief. And essence, what Jesus was saying was, why are you so afraid? Why didn't you say what I just said? Why didn't you do what I just done? May I submit to you that our prayer itself is an indictment against us sometimes because we're asking God to do what he's really already done. We just don't know it. Can anybody receive this? Sometimes prayer, and I'm going to teach next week probably on this, is hearing what, not asking, no, not next week. Not asking what God uh, wants to do, but going in and finding out what God has already done. Can y'all receive that? Now, you've got to receive it if you receive that other message I preach all the time where Jesus hung on the cross and said, what's finished? Well, that pretty well covers it all of it, she said, everything. In other words, Jesus ain't got to get up to do anything else. He is set down on the right hand of the Father and you're not going to, oh my God, you're not going to come up with a new disease or a new sin or a new temptation that Jesus, oh, excuse me, Father, I didn't take care of that one. Amen. They're asking, oh my God, they're asking me to double They're asking me to take care of something so I got to get up from my rest. No, Jesus did it all. Somebody, I'm going to shout in this place and say, it is finished. So, prayer ought to be finding out what's already been done and speaking, Peace be. My God, can y'all receive that? I understand now. I've been preaching on a salvation level. I'm done going to the next level now. There is a level of prayer to where we know what God has said. Matter of fact, think about it. Do you believe that by His stripes you are healed? Do you believe the scripture speaks in past, present, and future? That's the way Hebrews wrote. The Hebrews uh, language writes. And that's why he says, by his stripes you were healed. Not can be or shall be. By his stripes you were healed. If that's the case, why would I ask God to do something if I already know He's already done it. Does that make sense to you? If I know it, it changes the way I attack it. Hmm. It changes the way I respond to it. Jesus rebuked these guys, and they were actually what we would call in prayer, and he's calling them a little faith. He said, Because you've been empowered to do the exact same thing, you speak to your storm. You speak to your storm. Can we go just a little bit deeper? He said, these riches are available to you on levels that you can't even imagine, but they're only accessed by the Spirit. But listen to this. The scripture that every one of you can quote. God said, my people are destroyed from what? Huh? Huh? My people are destroyed from not knowing. You know that old saying, what you don't know can't hurt you? That's a lie. What you don't know is killing you. What you don't know is robbing you from living on the level that's already been prepared and paid for for you. That's why every sermon preached, you ought to be like a big sponge saying, I gotta know. That's why every time it comes for Bible study, you ought to be going in your Bible saying, I want to know. I got to know. I got to know what's been made available to me. Holy Spirit, you got to open my eyes because I got to know. Because faith is not, amen, the head knowledge of a thing. Faith is receiving it in your spirit until you're totally persuaded. Is this okay? Listen, I'm going finna, to I'm finna blow your mind with this. We lose a whole lot in the English translation of a Hebrew writ and Greek because they're trying to explain to you take a Hebrew word and give it to a word that me and you can relate to well this is a great injustice right here because it said my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge write this down the word destroyed is dalma, dalma, and it literally means catch this You better write this down because you won't remember it. It means to be dumb or silent. In the Hebrew, that scripture says, my people are dumb and silent because they don't know. Mm. They didn't speak to the storm because they didn't know. They were living in fear because they didn't know. Oh my God. They were full of anxiety because they did not know. So God is literally saying, in this scripture, my people are destroyed from the lack of knowledge. He's literally saying, my people are failing. My people are perishing because they ain't saying nothing. And they ain't saying nothing because they don't know it. Hmm. my God. They're being destroyed because they're they're not saying anything because they have not heard what God is saying about this situation. All they hear is what the doctor said. All they hear is what the devil said. All they hear is what the tally in my checkbook said. All I can hear is what all these voices are saying. And so I'm keeping quiet because I can't hear what God is saying. He said, and as a result, we're being destroyed. Not because provisions are not there. It's because we're not seeing them. And we're not hearing what God says about my situation. Are you following me? Isn't it ironic that faith is characterized by speech? The main expression of, of faith is speaking. Speaking. It's speaking. Your salvation even starts off with it. Your your, your Bible says in the book of Romans, uh, give me Romans 10, 8 through 10. Romans 10, 8 through 10. But what saith it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. Now that's what we teach on Wednesday night. It can't just be something you're saying. It's got to be something you believe in. Something you received in the spirit. The word is now the even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach. That if you will what? Isn't it amazing? The very elementary characteristic of faith is speaking, coming out of your mouth. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart you believe under righteousness and with the... Confession is made unto righteousness. So You you see, faith is, is characteristic of speaking. The speaking is not the faith. It's the fruit of faith. You can't just speak anything. They done created a doctrine over all that. But it is speaking what you hear God say. Matter of fact, your word says, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the spoken word of God. Everything you see was created by the spoken word of God. Jesus said when he started teaching us how to pray, have faith in God. For whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt, then what he said is going to come to pass. But you can't say what you're not hearing. And you can't hear if you're not expecting to hear. I was in here praying the other day and an individual asked me to pray for him. And I started practicing this, amen. And normally I would begin to uh, tell God everything he needed to do for this individual. I mean, I'm sure he needs to be instructed. (laughs) Boy, that spoke volumes. Okay, God, I need you to do this, this, this. You don't even know what you need God to do for you. How am I supposed to know what I need to do, him to do for that individual? So I stopped my prayer and said, Okay, God, amen. This individual asked me to pray for them, so I need to know what are you doing and what are you saying to this individual? Bam, he gave me a scripture. I stopped praying, picked up the phone, and said, It's what God said. said. Wow, that stuff works. So I believe that scripture I sent did a whole lot more good than me spending 20 minutes in prayer for God to keep you, protect you, preserve. Are you listening to me? Amen, that's not for preachers only. You've been gifted to see some things, know some things, hear some things. Matter of fact, he said, every spirit believer is going to prophesy. You cannot prophesy if you haven't heard what God is saying. Amen. And this is a good place to tell all of you that didn't hear from God, sit down shut up. Because you ain't got nothing to say. That was ugly. We got guests and I'm being ugly. Forgive me. Are y'all getting anything out of this teaching? It's going to change your life. He said, My people are being destroyed. My people are failing. My feel in dire situations because they do not know that they had strength to overcome it. Golly. There that's that's an insult. No wonder the Bible calls sin an insult to the spirit of grace. We got this new doctrine you can sin all the time and anytime you want to and there's a grace for it. Well, I love what Hebrews says that when we sin willfully, we insult the spirit of grace. You know why it's an insult? Amen. It's not an insult to sin, amen, if you're a sinner, but it's an insult to sin when strength is available for you to overcome it. Amen. There's no excuse for you being sick, spiritually speaking right here. There's no excuse for you being spiritually sick when everything has been provided for you to be well. But sometimes your medicine don't taste worth a flip. My God, that I preach right there. Amen. I don't like to swallow what he's trying to put down my neck that I need to repent. Oh, my God. Jennifer, you ought to help me shout right there. Amen. That's the deal. And then when someone tries to apply the medicine to you, you spit it out. Eat <laughs> mm, that stuff. But the Bible says a little sugar helps some medicine go down. Hey, Amen. I'm gonna give all y'all a kiss on your way out. Hmm? No, the Bible don't say that. Mary Poppins said that. <laughs> Did I say the Bible? <laughs> no wonder y'all were looking at me like, you knew, you knew. See, the Holy Spirit told you that's not a scripture. This is so awesome though. The only thing going to give you an ad, the advantage in the spirit world is to be able to see in the spirit. To hear what God is saying. He said, my people are giving up. My people are giving up on certain situations because they didn't know there was resources available to them. God. My God. Are you listening? They just didn't know. No wonder the Bible says, you shall know the truth and <laughs> truth will set you free. Amen. But truth up here don't do nothing but confuse you. But when you receive truth down in your spirit it changes you. It'll set you free of fear and the devil still there. Amen. It'll set you free. Here, Here Lindsay is still in the fire but she received a truth that fired all of us up. She ain't out of the fire yet but she's got a truth. That set her free from all that fear and anxiety. And I promise you, mark her life, that truth will bring her out. It'll bring her out. Ain't nobody gonna talk her out of it. My God, listen, listen. man, I don't wanna quit. He said, they're silent. They're just silent. They're not speaking back, they're not responding to the adversity. They're just kind of submitting to it, you know, that this is the lot of my life, simply because he said they don't have the knowledge to know. Amen? They don't have the knowledge to know. It kind of reminds me. Go with me just a little further. It's still early. Uh, Go with me just a little further. There was a man named Elisha. I think it was Elisha or Elijah. I always get them. I think it was Elisha and the servant boy. Amen, they were wreaking havoc because God was just showing the prophet so much. Every time his enemy would go to war, God would show the prophet and he would go tell the king and they would be ready for him. Amen, isn't that awesome? What if God just, what what if the devil couldn't blindside you no more? Woo, what if he couldn't blindside you no more? There was a spirit in you saying, watch him, he's coming from the right. He's coming from, man, that's good. He's coming from the left, be ready just hearing. I'm just walking. There's a a landmine there. Don't step in it. Don't step in it. Amen. Some of you getting blowed all up because you ain't listening. I'm going to step in it. I'm going to go the way I want to go. My God, this is just too real. And you ain't destroying nobody but yourself. And the deal is the excuse you got for it is going to be unacceptable to God. because he's going to say, I gave you the spirit to guide you. My Lord and my God. The king, the enemy king said, my God, we got a traitor in the camp. Every time we make war plans, they already know what we're going to do, so we're getting defeated. If we knew more, there'd be more victories in our life. If we seen more in the spirit, there'd be more victories in our life. And somebody spoke up and said, no, sir king, there's not a traitor in the camp, there's a prophet in Israel. And what you plan in secret, God reveals it to him and they're ready for us. God, I feel it. They're just ready for us. So he said, all right, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. These two men, that prophet and his little servant are camped down there in the valley. I'm gonna send my entire army. We'll get him. He sent an entire army for two men that could see and hear. Or one of them could. It'll take an entire army to overcome a man who's seeing into that invisible realm. So the little servant boy gets up before Elisha does and comes outside and stretching. (laughs) Oh, mm, (laughs) OMG. This ain't good. Because the Bible says they were totally surrounded by the enemy. And because of what he saw, no, let me rephrase that. Because of what he couldn't see, he was stricken with fear. Amen. And he went in and woke up Elijah. My God, you got to get up. We are in trouble. We are in trouble. Come out here and look. Amen. And here comes the old man of God out, and he's looking at the same thing that the servant boy is looking at with terror in his face, and he's grinning. Uh, can you imagine what servant boy thinks? Yep, dementia. It said he's getting old. He's setting in. This man's losing, he's crazy. He's crazy. He's laughing. He's smiling. Oh my God. He he's not terrified because I see the enemy. Amen. And then he makes a crazy statement. He said, do not be afraid. For there are more with us than they are with them. The boy says. One, two. Are y'all following me? And this is the life we live every day. Amen. Are you listening to me? Amen. Are you listening to me? I done said that. Move on. Amen. Are you listening to me? Are you hearing the words come out of my mouth? Amen. Do y'all hear me? Can anybody hear? I'm trying to think of what I'm going to say next, so I'm stalling. Y'all hear me? Ask your neighbor, do you hear him? Do, he said, "He said, do not be afraid because there's more with us. And then he makes a profound statement. God opened his eyes. The little boy wasn't blind. The servant boy wasn't blind. But he asked him to open eyes to see into a realm that's beyond. Oh, my God. It's beyond my comprehension. And all of a sudden, when God opened his eyes to see in that realm, his fear turned to faith. And that little terrified boy said, let's go get him. The only difference between fear and faith is what you're seeing. and what, Oh my God. Hey, it's what you're hearing. Amen. And you got to look a little higher. You got to look a little higher than the natural real and you're gifted to see. Having said that, faith is the fruit of what you have seen or heard in your spirit. God, you better tweet that or something. Faith is the fruit of what you've already seen or heard in the spirit. Faith is the fruit of what's been revealed to you. It's been revealed to your spirit. In other words, faith is, back to the last week's sermon, is seeing the end from the beginning. True faith is saying, I already know how this is going to turn out. That's wild. Faith is saying, I already know how this is going to turn out. Romans says, we speak things that are not as they already were. Why? Because I already know. God, that's bridge. I'm speaking things that are not just like they already are because I already know how they're going to turn out. I ain't looking at how he's acting now. I'm speaking the man of God I know he's going to be. That ought to help somebody right there. Amen. I'm not not responding to this army I'm surrounded with. I'm going to look a little higher because I'm gifted to see what God is saying about this situation. And I promise you, I promise you, amen, that when you ask God what he said, he's not going to say, oh my gosh, I didn't see that coming. Amen. Some of you are falling for temptation because you didn't know there was a way of escape. You're falling into a trap. Amen, and thought, well, here I am, I'm trapped. He said, there ain't no temptation taking you, but such is common unto man, but God, with that same temptation, will make a way of escape. You'll not be looking to fail, you'll be looking for your way out. There's one here, but it's concealed. Remember, you can only see it through the Spirit. My God, are y'all getting this? Now, I could go all day on this concept but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm tempted to. But you know what? Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego wasn't afraid. <laughs> Why? Because they already knew how this was going to turn out. They told the king, say, do whatever you want to. We don't know how this is coming out. Golly, are y'all listening to me? Abr- Abram, y'all remember Abram? Abram was Abram before he was Abraham. Amen, because Abraham means father of the multitude, but he wasn't a father of the multitude. He was just Abram. And while he was Abram, he was 100 years old, and Sarah was 90, but he wasn't worried. Why? Because he doesn't know how it's going to turn out. Why? Because God, he walked outside, went in the spirit, seeing God, and God told him, you're going to have lots of kids, Abe." He said, so so now based on what I've seen, don't call me Abe no more. Call me Abraham. Because I already know how this is going to turn out. Oh, my God. Tell your neighbor right now, please. Come on, help me. Tell them. I already know how this is going to turn out. Somebody needs to hear that. I already know how this is going to turn out. So now, if I already know how this is going to turn out, amen, that's why Gideon could come running down a mountain with a trumpet in one hand and a picture with a candle in the other hand, amen. That's why 300 men could come running down a mountain, amen, to 3 million men because Gideon said, I already know how this is going to turn out. I done went into the Spirit and heard God say they are delivered I don't know if y'all are catching all this. Amen. Faith already knows how it's going to turn out. Faith is not a gamble. Our prayers are nothing but gambles. And then we step back and see if it worked. When you know how it's going to turn out, you react and your response will be based on what you already know. That's how you can praise God in the midst of the storm because you know you ain't going under. I already know. I didn't say I went in the store. Yes, 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 yes. The devil is forming all kind of weapons against me. But you know what? I'm still dancing because I already know how this is going to turn out. Because I heard God say, no weapon formed against you will prosper. I already know. My God, you can't do nothing with a man like this. You know, I'm an avid, for you my members know, I'm an avid follower of uh, Matt Dillon. I follow his tweets and all that. And what amazes me about Matt Dillon is he's never afraid. You ever notice that? Kind of walks. He walks bad. He's never afraid. He, they can be 50 men shooting at him, but he's never afraid. And then it dawned on me why he's so brave. Because he already knows how it's going to turn out. God, that's deep. I told you the Holy Spirit revealed the deep things. Are you following me? He ain't no terror in his eyes. Ooh, that reminds me of scripture. Somebody find the scripture for me. In nothing, it's in Philippians. I know that. What's Philippians one twenty-seven? That kind of rings a bell. In nothing, terrified. Is that it? Pull it up. Nope. It says, in nothing terrified of your adversary. There it is. 28. She's awesome. Look at this. In in nothing terrified by your adversary, and it is to them evidence they in trouble. But to you, it's evidence of your deliverance. So both entities are looking for the same thing one is looking for fear the devil and God is looking for the lack of fear because it's a sign you already know I already know and my fearliness the fear in this situation is letting the devil know I'm not sure I'm not sure I think God can I know he can I'm just not sure he will But when you know it in your spirit. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.